The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Hello, my friends, and welcome back for another episode of talking about the greater reality, the fact that our loved ones who have passed are still right here with us. Can't wait to introduce my two wonderful guests to you. But first, in case you're wondering where Ty and I are now, today finds us in Bar Harbor, Maine. We just crossed back into the U.S. from a wonderful 10 days in Canada, teaching my mediumship course in Fredericton, New Brunswick, with to a very enthusiastic crowd. We were pulling out of a campground this morning, and this, this lady looked at us, and she said, that looks like a tour bus. And I said, it is a tour bus. <laughs> and and uh, Ty said, he said, Suzanne, by the time we get back to Florida, we're going to have 75,000 miles on this bus. We've had it five years, 15,000 miles of traveling around sharing the messages of hope. And it's just a, it's just such an honor. Uh, just real quickly, I like to always share some current things. I did a reading for a family yesterday, four members of the family in on the reading. It was done by computer video, and we connected with their one loved one on the other side who everybody wanted to hear from. And in the middle of the reading, the, the family's dog barked, and the gentleman in spirit said in my ear, that's Max. And I said, and your your dad and your husband just said that that dog is Max, and you should have seen everybody's jaws drop because that's exactly the name of the dog. Oh, I love those magical mm. moments. We're going to talk about some magical moments today, but more than that, Today we're going to talk about healing and the growth that can come from what we often consider as the most tragic thing that could ever happen. My guests today are dear friends of mine, Marla Grant and Amy Deal. They are the co-leaders of the Tampa, Florida chapter of Helping Parents Heal, which is a national organization dedicated to assisting parents who've had a child pass. In late 2017, the parents of this group took part in an activity that may surprise you. They came up with a list that they call the silver lining list. It's a list of the ways that they have grown and the ways that their lives are actually better as a result of the children who the members of the group have on the other side. Now, if some of you are listening and you have children who have passed and and you're in very acute stages of grief, I want to tell you that the three of us here, we realize it's really hard to fathom that this could be your experience. This is going to be an uplifting, 
uh, talk, but please understand that all of us know where you are and what you're going through. I have my stepdaughter, Susan, on the other side, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my two guests, Marla and Amy, and how they speak from experience. I hope today that they will stand as models for you as, of what is possible when you come to the realization that your loved ones who have passed, be they children, be they spouses, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, it doesn't matter. They are still right here with us. So let me start. I'll introduce both and then we'll bring them in. Marla Grant is the founding co-leader of the Tampa chapter of Helping Parents Heal, and she embraces this mission with an uncommon education in navigating grief and child loss, having had three of her five children transition. A strong belief in the continuity of life began to slowly develop soon after the loss of her first child in 1976, then through the passing of her only daughter in 1995, and more recently her youngest son in 2014 at the age of 31. Her spiritual path and being open to acquiring a new understanding about the nature of our existence has helped Marla move through acute grief to complete acceptance. She knows without doubt that her children are well and happy and still available to her, just in more subtle ways. In monthly group meetings with parents, she helps them see that it's possible in time to embrace life again, even as they live with the daily challenge of their child's physical absence. Marla has a degree in organizational studies and is currently the director of community relations for a national managed eye care company. She lived abroad for 15 years where her five children were born. Founded and managed a nonprofit in memory of her daughter for the past 23 years and for nine years has been a volunteer medical courier for Be The Match, delivering life-saving bone marrow to transplant centers. In her spare time, she pursues her lifelong love of dance as a student and performer. I dragged Marla to my house to try to teach me to dance. It was a, almost a futile effort, but um, she, she's, she's an amazing woman on many levels. Marla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and that's not true. It was You were very good. <laughs> you did well. You did super well. Okay, if you say so. I'm glad that you, did. uh, you didn't get called off to deliver some bone marrow somewhere today because we're looking forward to talking oh, to you. Right, right. And let me introduce I Amy. Amy Deal mm -hmm. is the co-leader again of Tampa Helping Parents Heal. With a 30-year career as a business owner, wife, mom, and writer, Amy never anticipated the dramatic turn her life would take in 2014 when her 22-year-old son, Chris, died unexpectedly in a terrible accident. We'll be talking about your kids here in just a few minutes. The day before the memorial service was to be held, she had an experience that altered her perception of life and death forever. That day, Chris vividly came through to let her know in no uncertain terms that he was with her and that he was absolutely fine. It changed the course of her grief and that of her family as she began reading everything she could in search of answers to what had happened and where Chris is now. Amy was raised with no religious or spiritual training, but several years prior to Chris's passing, she and her husband Paul had begun to seek answers to deeper questions like, why are we here and what lies beyond this world we live in? Does that sound familiar to all of you listening? One of those searches led to studying with a Peruvian shaman, which she believes is what ultimately cracked open that door for Chris to come through so clearly when the time came. Amy continues to seek answers and has been studying mediumship for the past two years to build her ability to connect with those on the other side so she can share this gift with others. Welcome, Amy. Thank you very much. 
Well, I just love both of you and, and consider you some of the most courageous and and inspiring women that I know. So I'd love to have both of you on here. Uh, let me see. Thank you. Oh, who, where should we start? Let's. Do you want to briefly <laughs> just tell us how you know your kids are still with us? We'll start with you, Marla, and then get to Amy. Well, I I have to say I I um I tell parents sometimes that um it's almost as if my I feel like my children who are who've passed um primarily Nicole and Ryan and I can explain why I don't speak so much about the infant that I lost that's that's another wonderful little story but um I know that they're available to me because you know, I've had direct signs sometimes almost immediately when I when I ask them to be with me uh, and if they're hearing me. And whereas the two that are still on this side, um, like I, you know, I can't I can't do that. They're they're bound by, you know, earthly restrictions. And unless I can get them on the phone or, you know, email, uh, it's just not possible. So they're they're almost they're almost more distant. Um, but I've had I've had many signs, but aside from the, those practical things, I just I just have that feeling. I, I don't know how to describe it except that um, it's just an awareness of them of the veil being very thin, and and that there, as someone recently said in a talk, one of our presenters, there's no here or there in, in the physical sense. They're they're really they're really just a breath away and, and I'm you know I I just feel that innately I it's a hard thing to describe um, I'm sure it would be something like you trying to describe exactly you know how, how you know the things that you know but um, yeah it's it, and it comes with time it doesn't you know it doesn't happen immediately but part of it is I think a big for me a big thing has been when I was able to not ask questions and try to understand what happened and I was just able to accept, then that really seemed to open the door for me because looking for answers is, is you know, to why or thinking things are unfair, it's very, very, kids for me was very counter, counterproductive. So um, I, I would say acceptance and, and openness um, have just led me to understand how close they are. Wow. I, I, I know there are a lot of people listening who hear you and say that you find that you're closer to your kids on the other side, easier to connect with them, that not closer emotionally, but easier to connect than with the ones who are here. That's just such a, a phenomenal thing to say, which is eye-opening, but I know that it's true as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, mm-hmm. Marla. I, Amy, Amy, how mm-hmm. do you know that Chris is with you? Well, um, aside from that, just incredibly dramatic initial connection, which just imprinted on me so solidly that he was here. Um, he, I, I've had some of the most amazing vivid dreams where he's come through. Um, oftentimes as a little boy, he comes sometimes as a little child. and it's, I just know it's him, even though he was 22 when he passed. It's, you just know that's your child. And, and they're so clear. Um, during meditation, there have been times when I've been in a really deep meditation, especially guided meditations, and I have heard him actually speak with me and just 
just send messages of love and just sometimes he just says, hi, mom. <laughs> and it just clears, clears the bell inside my head. And then I, I think the last sign that, that I, he sends is through birds. And it's, um, I remember one time sitting on a balcony uh, with my husband and three hummingbirds just came and they just hovered in front of us. And they stayed there for the longest time. Usually hummingbirds will pop in and pop out again. And these three birds just checked us out. And we could both feel it. It was like there, there is just this knowing that this is, this is your child orchestrating this. This is not a normal thing that would happen. And so we've had quite a few um, episodes with birds making themselves known. That, that they were, you know, that they were keeping in touch with us. Oh, Jeff, hello. Um, can you hear me? Jeff? Can you hear? Yeah, yes, Jeff, I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hang on, guys. Hang on. Okay. Hey, I dropped the line. Sorry about that. I'm glad that Amy was still talking. Okay. Yep, I'm here. I'm here. Might have been okay, a I'm here. Quiet Jeff, I'm going to talk to the engineer. Jeff, I tried calling back in when the, and dropped the internet. So if the phone rings, please pick up, okay? For now, I'll hope the internet keeps going. All right. So it's just so encouraging to have two ladies who know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your kids are here. I mean, Marla, I was reminded of the moment that day when I went out running to a song that you had given me. Oh, I had I it know. on my phone. And all of a sudden, there's your son, Ryan, with me. You know, you just dropped in on me. Do you remember that day? I do remember very vividly. I love what you said. You said, do you remember what you told me? You tell me. I'm not sure if it's the same thing. Um, I'm sure you've talked to so many people, but, but, and and it kind of tickled me because it's so vintage Ryan. He told you that he was out of jail. (laughs) So for those who don't know, Ryan, Ryan passed by suicide and, and I, when he first passed, I felt this very, just a heaviness I didn't feel with when I lost my daughter because he was in such a different place emotionally and spiritually and mentally when he left this, this side. And she was just like, she was just a totally different place. So, so I knew he had a lot of healing to do on that side. And I have to say also, that was one of the things that kept me going right after he passed because I felt, I just felt like almost physically, tangibly that it was important for me to stay in a higher place because that would help him. So by the time I, re- I had to have goosebumps here, by the time I received that phone call from you, it was, it was, it was a, a couple years later, two or three years later. And, and uh, that's what he said. He said, I'm out of jail. And what he meant was he had gone through that healing process that apparently um, those who transition that way go through so that he could see things in a better light and he, you know, he could have made different decisions. And I felt that he was very happy. And I, <laughs> it was so perfect that you brought him through because he loved doing what you do. He, he's out in, he was out in nature all the time and running and hiking and all of that. So that was just perfect. 
Yeah, and let's just see perfectly clear. He was joking about out of jail. It, it was oh, yes. the only oh, environment yes. that he was in, and so you know oh, that that yes. was his sense of humor. But uh, it's yes, showing his absolutely. sense of humor. I remember I only had thirty minutes to get a run in between activities, and so I couldn't stop to call you. But he was saying, "Call my mom now," and so I'm running <laughs> while I'm talk tell, talking to you, for Ryan, and he he said to me. Oh, I think we've dropped you. Hello? I think we've lost. Probably one of the kids jumping in and making trouble. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been, yes, any one of them. That's right. Okay, I'm on the phone now, so we got it. Sorry about the dropping the call there. All right. <laughs> All right. We we just said it was probably our children having a little fun with you. Yeah, because I have a good connection, but, but okay, guys, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we want to talk about this list, this silver lining list that you and the members of your group, your affiliate of Helping Parents Heal, put together. And by the way, I want to give a shout out to Kathy Zimmerman. When I put on Facebook that you two were coming on, I want to tell you that Kathy wrote, I feel so blessed to have been guided to Marla and Amy's group. They are two awesome women who inspire us all to shine. So Aww, take us and the list, take the listeners here to that meeting at the end of last year when you said, let's sit down and come up with this list. I mean, were you, how did you think they would take this idea of coming up? First of all, explain what the list is and how you decided to do it. Well, Amy, do you want me to jump in at the beginning here? So, yeah, why don't you start? Um, okay, so so Suzanne, as part of my as part of my own healing, and it was around just after the time when I met Mark Pipstick, and he had asked me to become um, the leader of the found the Tampa chapter. Um, I just I just got to thinking, and I'm sure it was an inspired thought from the other side. Um, what are the, you know, what have been the, the ways that my life has had unexpected positive uh, things happen as a result of my children passing? You know, you, you just don't think about that. But, but I started my list and I, I got to number, I think I got to number 12. I have the list in front of me. And I, and I thought, I said to Amy, you know, this would be a really positive exercise because one of the things that we try to do in our group is you know, it's important to focus because we're all still here. It's important to focus on what's going on with our lives and the things that, are, that also are important to us and help us focus on and move forward. So we can't always be talking about our sorrow or the things, you know, the things that are awful about having lost a child. Let's, let's talk about the other side. There's good things too. So I challenged them. And I remember one of the women who is now like a brilliant shining shining light parent. She's just in helping so many other people. She actually was swearing under her breath when I brought this up using all kinds of words. <laughs> we found oh out why. Uh, I know because, because just as you, you made the introduction and said, you know, to those of you who, for whom grief is very raw right now and new, we totally understand that. And she was very new to this as were a couple other people, one of whom has uh, gone off and started her own group. So um, we said, you know, even if you can't identify with this concept emotionally, intellectually, you can see that th- these concepts have, cha- have changed us and have helped us. 
So that's where we began. And uh, Amy, I'll let you take it from there and tell them about the meeting and when, how you um, sort of put the, put the uh, sort, sort of summarized everything. Sure. Well, one of the things is when Marla had brought this up to me a couple of times, and I thought it was such a great idea. And I was also a little hesitant because I didn't know how the people in the group were going to take it. Um, because we do have people at all levels of grief um, from everywhere, everyone from someone who's lost the, who's, whose child passed maybe 20 years ago to someone whose child may have passed a month or a couple months ago. So it's a wide spectrum. And mm-hmm. um, we just, just decided, you know, we're going we're gonna to go out there and do it and, and have faith that this is going to be the right thing to do. And everyone in the group jumped in and participated. It was really wonderful. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, the, the messages, the, the, the um, lessons that people had learned were just coming through fast and furious. And uh, what we did is just we wrote everything down and then we kind of broke them down into the larger categories that they fell into. So one of those would be faith, sort of faith-oriented understandings. And not necessarily Mm -hmm. religious faith, but more like spiritual connection. Um, The other, the next category would have been connection with others, how... um, through through the loss of our child, we gained greater understanding and empathy and compassion for other people um, and, and awareness and connection with them. And then uh, the, the last category was sort of a, a combined category of a sense of self-awareness, sense of purpose and personal growth. So all about how I have become different or deeper through my experience, kind of like what is it, Joseph Campbell talking about um, the dark night of the soul? And when you come out of the on the other side, there is some amazing understanding of the of the human condition, to put it broadly, that you That's come beautiful. away with that you probably couldn't have achieved without going through that trauma. This is the biggest point. This is the biggest point that I tell my clients when I work with them as a medium that that we absolutely do grow stronger from Mm -hmm. the challenges in our life if we're willing to look at them as as opportunities for growth. We didn't ask for this. We certainly Mm -hmm. wouldn't willingly take it on. But your list that we're going to go over here is just incredible. When you read it through in its entirety, it's what a blessing, even though we would never ask for it. It's just beautiful that there is a silver lining. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Suzanne, I just want to add to what Amy said that, that you know, she, she was referring to people being at all different levels of their grief, some very new. But I thought it was important that, or notable, that even the ones who were in that very early stage of grief, even they, if they were willing, could could come up with something. I mean, the, all, of a, all of a sudden, for instance, maybe they, they uh, realized what was important and what's not. And the things, that, the things that were really trivial, in fact, a lot of things become trivial once you've yeah, had a child totally. pass. And, and yeah, <laughs> and you just, you just realize, well, why was I worrying about that? There's so much, you know, there's so much more. So, so 
a lot of this is a matter of willingness, like you said. If if you're open to it, um, it it's it's an inside job. It really truly is an inside job. And and the what minute you then become willing, then things start to happen. And for Define those what you mean by it's an inside job. It's uh, um it's it's all what's going on in you know it doesn't matter what people say to you it doesn't matter how much encouragement you receive or to some extent it doesn't matter what you read or who you listen to you have to make that decision inside that 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 you're going to get past and i'm not saying you shouldn't go through these stages of anger and and asking why and and being confused and all those things that come up they're very legitimate and you have to work through them but at some point you know you have to decide internally that i i i I want to live my life i i don't want to see my life as being totally devastated and that i'll never be happy again that's 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 what i mean by 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 inside job you know there there's a there's a I don't want to call it myth, that sounds a little bit harsh, but there's this feeling, and I, you know, I do read it online sometimes, people say your life is over, it's the worst thing that could ever happen if, you know, if you've lost a child, you know, it's, of course, it's very devastating, but there is life. I mean, I know so many people, Amy certainly is one of them, who's, who, who are doing wonderful things and living full lives. Does that mean that we don't have those moments when we're still, you know, really grieving our children? Of course we do. But it can live side by side with the rest of your life, too. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Amy, you, you, know, you got cut off a bit there. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say uh, two things. One, one was that for the people who are still in that incredibly dark place at the beginning when you just can barely lift your head up to hear other parents, this big group of people that they liked and respected and know that they have gone through the same experience that you're going through to see them be able to say these things gave them hope that maybe at some, maybe they'd be able to access that at some point in the Mm -hmm. future. Maybe they aren't ready to even be able to look at any of these things. But just to know that other people have done it and have gotten there is is huge. It is um, huge. It is huge. That's why this is the Messages of Hope show because this is what all of all of this work is about, and your group is all about giving people hope because it is not the the. Well, let's get to the term "shining light parents." I mean, that's just showing us that it's we don't have to be bereaved for the rest of our life. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's not a life yes. sentence. Right. We're not defined exactly. by, uh, the, by the, the loss of our child. That's mm-hmm. it. And I say will say again, as one a more parent, time. We're, so we're not, we're not defined by the fact that our child is now on the other side. Exactly. And, and I, now, I will say that Amy, also Amy, we have having, to go to break. I'm sorry, Amy, okay. we're going to get cut off in a second. Hold that thought, okay. write it down. We'll come back and we're going to talk in detail about the silver lining list. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate today. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Catherine Ponder, taken from a classic talk called The Prosperous Truth, recorded at Unity of Austin in 1991. I heard from a young lady who was just starting out as a Unity minister, and she said, I am not teaching prosperity yet in my ministry because I have not yet demonstrated it in my own life. And I don't think I should teach what I have not demonstrated. And I wrote her back and said, Honey, you've got it all backwards. You need to teach what you want to learn. You teach what you want to demonstrate because you cannot demonstrate what you do not know. There must be an inworking before there can be an outworking. To find out more about Unity Teachings, visit unity.org. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing, another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children, so families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to unity.org, then click on Shop, or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. More and more people are interested in a vegan lifestyle, and the numbers continue to grow. Join Victoria Moran every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central for Main Street Vegan and learn how to make the shift to help animals and the planet. Each week, Victoria shares recipes, health tips, and interviews with celebrity vegans, experts, and activists. Learn how to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Right here on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Yes, welcome back indeed. And we're talking today with Marla Grant and Amy Deal, the two co-leaders of the Tampa, Florida chapter of Helping Parents Heal. This is a support group that allows for the open discussion of an afterlife and signs from those who have children on the other side, signs from their kids who have passed. 
So today we're talking about the Silver Lining List, an incredible list that Amy and Marla facilitated with their group, a list they came up with of the ways that their lives have actually been improved as a result of the passing of their children. This is not a disrespectful thing. This is a way of moving forward with their children. By the way, this list can be found on the homepage of Helping Parents Heal. Just go to helpingparentsheal.org scroll down to the bottom and click on silver lining list. So, Amy, I said that there and I say I don't want to make it sound disrespectful. How do you view this list then? You know, it, it seems harsh to somebody who's new on this journey to think that that my life might be better as a result of my child passing. We don't even want to go there. What do you have to say to yeah. people who might feel that way? Well, I think it's a process for one is because it, it doesn't happen instantly overnight. Um, but the awareness for me that, that my son is still nearby and that he is in this beautiful space was something that was new for me. Um, I wasn't raised with a, um, in any, with any religious background. I didn't have a concept of heaven or hell, anything like that. And I, I still don't really subscribe to the, to that. However, what I will say is that it totally blew me open spiritually to this connection with this greater um, greater divinity that I feel like we're all part of. And the fact that um, my son is still here is just incredible. Uh, if you had said that to me, you know, five years ago, I would have probably, you know, had not a lot to say about it. I couldn't have connected with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And yet it was so dramatic when it happened that there is no way that I can deny that. Uh, And because of that, I've, I've really just started expanding in so many ways, just seeking knowledge and seeking understanding and connection on a much deeper, um, more spiritual level. Um, And I will say that I, I don't fear death anymore. Um, I don't particularly relish the idea of dying, but mm-hmm. death, death, I have no fear of at all. I, I know, it's not that I feel, I know that when it's my time, I'm going to see my son again and I'm going to see my father and all those people that are important to me in my life who have passed on before me. And I'm, I look forward to that. So I have no fear of it at all. And nor should you. I, as a medium, I can tell anybody who's listening, I guarantee you this is what happens. We have a beautiful family reunion with those who have passed. I've heard it mm-hmm. over and over and over in the readings that I do. So the things you're talking about, Amy, are, would fall under on your list under faith. Do you want to comment yeah. on the faith category for you, Marla? Um, I can. Um, I, I have to say that right, right from the beginning, um, even back in 1976, when um, I, I lost my first child, who was a full-term baby, I, I I was raised Catholic, but I was I would say I was not a practicing, and I really was not a believing Catholic. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that sounds horrible. I had I did have a um, I did have definitely a belief in a in a in a higher power, and you know the concept of God was very important to me, but. Um, the, one of the very first things that happened, and I have always remembered it, uh, was I went into a little chapel 
and I I uh, said a prayer. I was talking to Mary because I, of course I knew that she had lost her son, and I had this. It was the first time I'd experienced this. I had this wave of peace come over me, and so when things like that happen, you you just sort of tuck it away, and those things accumulate over the years, and and you take notice of them. And I, you know, I I always knew that um, that I've always been a seeker. I've always wanted to understand things more, and so I it, it sort of opened my world to reading more and talking to people and being open to different ideas and. And you know, it, I, I, we tell our parents too that the, the things that you believe today and that you understand today are not necessarily the things that you will agree with or understand later. You, you know, we continue to learn, and you may set that particular belief aside and move forward. And I definitely think that has happened, you know, in many ways for me uh, over the years with each, with the passing of each child, and just dealing with life challenges in general. Um, I'm definitely more accepting of things that I can't understand. I, you know, I've learned to that acceptance is such a great stepping stone to, to peace. And, yeah. you know, like Amy said, I, I don't, I don't fear, uh, I don't fear death. I, I, I really don't fear things in life. In fact, when when life gets chaotic and I, I. I'm concerned about, you know, what's going to happen. I just, I just step back and I can step back into that place of peace and real, realize, you know, William Shakespeare had it right. This is, you know, this is a play that we're in and we're just playing different parts. And we sometimes, you know, we walk on stage and we walk off stage and, and this is not it. So uh, that mm-hmm. message with passing of each child just seemed to get stronger and stronger. And of course I, Wow. You know, I've had I've had dreams, really poignant, intense dreams, where that that's how things come to me, um, mm-hmm. and they all accumulate to to add to that spiritual experience and and help you understand that there is there is a much greater power and love is you know at the base of all of it. This is uh, uh, Marla. I'm always amazed every time that I, I listen to you, who has three children on the other side, because I don't know. If I'm the only person listening today that that thinks, you know, can put themselves in your shoes and think after after the second child passes and then the third, some people might just be beaten down. But you just said it only added to your awareness of the greater. It reality. did, and and you know, I'll say one other thing, and I, you know, um, I really feel strongly that I was prepared for this when I came into this world and I know that I have helpers on the other side that are guiding me. And I, I've come to know that one of the, you know, I think my mission here is to help other parents with this. Um, I I don't, Mm. yeah, I'm just not, I, I, I don't want parents to just give up on their lives. There's, there's so much they can do with it. And Amy, I know will, will agree with this. We we've had three of our parents, uh, go off and start new helping parents heal groups, and every one of them came to to us with um, in devastation. One couldn't hmm. even speak her child's name without dissolving wow. in tears. So it, I mean, it's powerful, powerful stuff when you 
when you, you know, witness to what, what you know is true and, and, and that you're open to it. You have to be open to it. And that takes time. So, so any, anyone listening who's not there yet, I mean, don't feel like you have to have, you know, mediumship abilities or, or, or be great at meditating or, you know, be, be able to get, you know, get signs from your children. It, it all happens when it's supposed to happen. Just, I would say, I would say the most important thing is just to be open. Beautiful. So you, both of you just gave wonderful examples of the category on the silver lining list of faith. And I'm just looking at the list here to summarize it. My family and I have a greater spiritual connection and deeper faith. I feel inspired to live life well, knowing my child is watching. I love that. And again, mm-hmm. as both of you mentioned, faith has replaced fear. How about this next category, connection with others? Amy, do you want to address that? Yeah, definitely. Um, there's two of them that kind of tie together. And I'm going to start with the second one first, and that is I am wiser and more in tune with the things around me. I'm living to, in greater awareness and see things on a whole new level. And then I, I segue that into because of my experience, I have become a resource for others who seek advice and feel they can open up to me. My new mission is to help others, and that is a meaningful gift. And those, I mean, I don't know if I wrote them or not, but they sure speak to me because I do feel like I am wiser. I'm a far wiser woman than I was before I went through this fire. And and because of that, I I do connect with people. People tell me things. People come talk to me about what they're going through because they know I can identify with it and, and perhaps can help them with some perspective. Um, or maybe to see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, because sometimes there's that time when you just it's hard to see that light. And oh, yeah. being able to have someone to reach out to who's been through it and can can give you that shoulder to um, to lean on uh, is is so important. So I, I believe both of those are very um, applicable of what I have gotten out of this. Very good. Wow. How about you, Marla, the connection with others piece? Were any of the things on the list jump right out at you? Um, well, I think um, just speaking generally about connection with others, I, I think uh, one of the most important things that's happened for me is I've become much more patient and empathetic with others, and and not just to those who've lost a child, but to anyone who's who's facing a challenge. Um you know, we we really can't know how deeply something can impact others or where they are on their spiritual journey. So it's just allowed me to kind of step back and, you know, as I reflect on my own my own path and the mistakes I've made and the things that, um, you know, how I've how I've navigated losing children. Um, I just feel like I have to give people a pass, and and it certainly has helped me you know, understand the grief process in general for, for people. And that, you know, it's, it, it's very broad how people, how people manage it. And, and I think that's been an important piece for me because in, in the role that we're in, um, you know, with helping parents heal and, and also, you know, possibly doing other work in the future that has to do with grief recovery. I think that that empathy piece is, 
hugely important because um, it, it's not a one one path fits all. So um, I, I would say I would say for connecting with others, that's you know that's that's pretty much it for me. Thank you. I'm I'm looking down at the list here, and I see one of your items. Your group came up with. I have met a lot of amazing people I would not have if this had not happened. Oh, you for sure. For me, are two of those people. <laughs> well, and and certainly you for us, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would not have met you. I mean, I you I heard about you through helping parents heal. Mm-hmm. This 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 the net is is so wide when you when you find the people you, there's this instant connection at the heart don't you find mm, oh yes mm-hmm. and I, I yeah speaking of that I I just want to jump in there and and say about Amy that I didn't have a co-leader when I started this and I was a little bit concerned about that but I didn't want to jump the gun and just choose someone, but I sat in those me the first couple meetings next to Amy and her husband, Paul, and I immediately knew, and her experience, Amy's experience with, um, with her son, Chris, shortly after he passed, and how he made himself aware, uh, he made himself known to her, um, mm-hmm. that really, really struck me as, as really important, and, and also, I I honored the path that she was on. She's, you know, also very much a seeker. And I just, you know, it's that energetic thing, Suzanne, that you, I know you know so well. You, you just feel and know. And I, yeah. I know that our, our kids engineered that or, or you know, divine help <laughs> yep. or our guides or whoever did it, you know. Mm-hmm. But Amy was, yeah. Amy's the perfect person, I'm telling you. <laughs> She's fantastic. <laughs> Hardly. But thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Now, one thing on this part of the list that talks about connection with others that that is really powerful is I now have the strength to remove negative people from my life. Um, mm, I hate to talk about negative people, but there are people that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, we just don't resonate with. And what gives you that strength, girl? I think you really... you want to tackle that first? Yeah, I would say that you you really get such a great perspective on life, on what's important and what's not, and where do you want to spend your time and and your, and energy and emotional energy, and it's not with negative people who are going to drag you down. I, I I have got such a better understanding of what's important in life, and when mm. things when people bring up things or complain or for whatever reason, I don't connect with them on that level. I just try to graciously extricate myself from it because I don't want to waste this beautiful life that I have been given. I really feel like this life is a gift and, um, and I'm here for whatever reason I'm here for. And it's, it's not, I, I don't want to fritter away that time in things that I don't want to do. So I guess mm-hmm. It's given mm-hmm. me the ability to say thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, I I have a little. I mean, I have some somewhat the same take to a, a large degree, um, and I I completely get that concept. But one of the things that I've been um, kind of aware of, and I wouldn't say struggling, but learning about, is that. Mm-hmm. As a concept overall, yes, um, 
you you do want to you resonate with with people who are on the same path but i also am understanding that that people who have negative energy um maybe just at times not all the time but mm-hmm. have that aspect of themselves there's there's learning in that for us as well and for me for me i think one of the biggest things i'm trying to learn in this life is how to be peaceful no matter what's in front of me so mm. i don't want to Perfect. i don't want to completely i mean i can't practice if those people don't get in front of me <laughs> just, just, i don't know if that That's, makes sense but i i need sense. to yeah, I need to learn how to do that. I don't want I don't want a you know a continual dose of that all the time, but I you know I don't want to have people like not be in my I'm not looking for perfection in people you know, so it would be really nice to hang with people like Thankfully. you and Amy all the time, but <laughs> but unfortunately, so you know I see those people as a as a gift too. I mean I don't want them to be the largest part of my life, but I think it's important to you know, learn how to engage them too, because who knows, maybe we were brought together for for the purpose of them learning something as well, maybe by modeling is, a peaceful demeanor, you know. This is the beauty of, of the spiritual path. You, you realize that both answers that both of you gave are correct, and every situation mm. is individual, and there are some people that, that, yeah, there are opportunities, and then you just decide, I don't need that opportunity anymore. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've <laughs> done both. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you know, the something else in that category? That... Oh, uh, sorry. Okay, go ahead, Amy. I was just going to say something else in that category that um, has is very applicable. Is I have slowed down and discovered what's really important in life: people, not things. I treasure family mm-hmm. and friends so much more. And as a as a recovering doer, as in someone who is always doing things. Um, it has really helped me um, get perspective and, and prioritize better. I wouldn't say I'm 100% for sure, but I really am so much more balanced on, um, you know, is this thing that I'm going to take on really that important or is it mm-hmm. going to benefit anyone uh, enough that uh, I should be stressing myself about this? And oftentimes the answer is no, uh, that I've created that and put it on myself. So it, it's really been quite a learning experience in that. In that Change to uh, priorities. Exactly. Mm. Very good. All righty. How about moving on the list? And by the way, for anybody joined us late, we're talking about the silver lining list. It's now part of helping parents heal, but it applies to anybody who has has endured the passing of a loved one, allowing us to look at ways that we can still find joy and a fulfilling life after the passing of someone. This list is on the homepage at helpingparentsheal.org. And another category on the list is self-awareness, sense of purpose, personal growth. Marla, why don't we move to you this time to go first in this category? What on the list jumps out at you that you want to talk about? Um. Well, it's the concept, and it's kind of a little bit related to what Amy said, um, and I was just thinking about it today because life in the last couple of weeks has been super hectic with a lot of things going on, and I, I, I just became aware, especially after Ryan passed, um, I, don't, I don't want life to be manic anymore. I just don't. I, I, 
and even today I was thinking everybody needs to just slow down because every, everyone I've talked to lately is like madly trying to balance so many different things. And, and I'm, I'm like Amy, I'm a doer. And so I'm, I'm still trying to learn to just like rein that in and, and find the value in, in just being, you know, I, I see being as the, as kind of the Holy grail. I mean, you have to, you know, we, we kind of have to be in this world, but not of it, but we still have to deal with all that's going on here. So for me, that kind of self-awareness is, you know, has to do with how much are you doing that? How, you know, are you taking practical steps to make that happen? And one of them, Suzanne, I have to say is um, I, I was, I have listened to your HemiThink um, meditation. I'm trying to put more focus on that um, you know, and, and take every opportunity to, to look at my spiritual life. So, you know, and, and change the way I live. That's a, you know, that's a, that self-awareness piece is huge. And I think it's the key to everything. Well, you know, it's, what's really interesting is Marla, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of so many people when they're in deep grief, they try to do more just so they don't have to feel the grief. Yes. But it's when you slow down and do exactly what you were talking about, Marla, that you then have the greater opportunity to connect with your loved ones across the veil because you've created that space in your awareness by just being. So just that taking the time to enjoy the simple things in life that's right there on the list, taking life slower, Mm -hmm. feeling gratitude, these are the keys to connecting across the veil. Yes, most Mm -hmm. definitely. So, Amy, you want to tackle another one off the list here in the self-awareness, sense of purpose category? Sure. Um, Well, I I think one right at the top is I live from a deeper place. Um, And I have really, I have such gratitude for this life that I'm living and and the gifts that I am experiencing. And I just... You know, things become so much less important. Other things that, you know, maybe would have worried me or annoyed me or, you know, just tweaked me somehow just are not that important. Um, you know, really, it's it's what is the beauty in life? It's changing the whole mm-hmm. way that I look at I look at things. And I will say, you, you said the, brought up the word gratitude before. That is just such an integral part of my life now is appreciation for everything around me. Uh, you know, I I feel like I'm there a lot of the time. I still get sucked into the, the daily, you know, minutiae and annoyances, but or but it's just it's not a permanent place. It's just mm-hmm. you know, it's just little things that happen and then you you you're so able to pop out of them as because mm-hmm. the perspective drops in of like why are you worried about that? It's really not that important. So, <laughs> so true. Yeah, I would say that that's, that's really a big p- part in ex- approaching life with patience and ease. You know, just, mm-hmm. I, I, I think, Marla, you brought it up before about being so much more patient with people. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Give I, them a pass. not letting things get. <laughs> yep. You know, you, you, so. you both really, really, really have, are sharing some beautiful insights with all of us. And I, as I listen to you, a phrase comes to mind that I thought often in, in the 
aftermath of our Susan's passing. And it's, does someone have to die for us to come to these realizations? And mm-hmm. sometimes in our busy lives, they do, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. because yeah. we, we just go through life on automatic, not, take, not taking things for granted. And you, you too, and those who help put this list together have really distilled what's truly important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's an it's an ongoing. You know, I don't. I wouldn't want people to think that Amy and I feel we've arrived. This is an ongoing yeah. job for both of us. You know, we're for all we of get, us. Amen. Yeah, we get sucked <laughs> into life drama like everybody, and and moments of sorrow, and um. So yeah, it's just it's just it's just catching yourself and remembering what you know. That's the key for me. That's the key. And that, and I, I can immediately calm down if something's got me riled up. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are you doing? Remember <laughs> what you know. Exactly. And, and I'm laughing because I have, my computer has dropped four times. I have no idea how many seconds I have till the end of the show. And I'm, I'm just not going to allow myself to get riled up. So just kind of flowing with things. I want to just start to wrap this up by sharing what you two wrote as a preamble to your list. The, the purpose of this list is to, to recognize and embrace the gifts and honor our children and the love they surround us with every day. You wrote, they want us to feel joy and realize the full potential of our lives. Thank you both for allowing all of us to come to this realization now. Thank, Thank you, Suzanne. Suzanne. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.